I matched with my current roommate's ex-boyfriend. He also tweeted about me, but never messaged me. Whoops. I matched with my roommate's freshman year friends with benefits. Breakfast was awkward the next day. I realized we had talked on Tinder a while back, so I went to look for his profile. Turns out, he had unmatched. Very cool. Nothing went horribly wrong. I matched with a guy who seemed nice, but in the period between filling out the marriage pact form and getting my match, I realized that I was a lesbian. Did you know that the interstudent marriage rate at Northwestern is well below the national average of 28%? For Wildcats, that marriage rate peaked at an abysmal 2.5% in 1979 for all graduate and undergraduate NU students in the same graduating class. But never fear, a group of college students have a solution. Enter the Marriage Pact. No need to swipe through Tinder. This algorithm-based matchmaking project surveyed 2,976 NU students about everything from their religious values to their thoughts on meritocracies to whether or not they jaywalk across Sheridan. And in late November, students who filled out the survey were matched with the person on campus they were, according to the algorithm, most compatible with. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Jordan Manji. And I'm Madison Smith. This is NU Declassified, a look into how wildcats thrive and survive at Northwestern. Communication and McCormick sophomore Annie Sway heard about the marriage pact from her friends at Stanford who had done it on their campus, and she was recruited as an NU ambassador for the project. I was like definitely super enamored with the idea. Um, I absolutely loved it. So when I was asked to help bring it to Northwestern, I immediately said yes. The Marriage Pact was founded at Stanford in 2017 and has since spread to about eight university campuses and counting across the country. Although the match algorithm was created by Stanford programmers, the students running the NU Marriage Pact, Annie included, got the chance to come up with some of their own questions for the survey. They had a base set questions already, and we actually were able to edit some, whether or not we saw if they fit our like community atmosphere well or not, if we didn't think they'd be a good fit, or if we like thought we would get some backlash from it, we just like automatically cut it. And I remember during one of our brainstorming sessions, we talked about how like Northwestern was kind of a big imposter syndrome school, and we wanted to somehow choose questions that like didn't necessarily like reflect imposter syndrome, but like more questions about like self worth and like how they see themselves, how they see and value education, and what they like necessarily prioritize in life. So in that way, it was like very customized towards Northwestern, I think. Lots of people who took the survey received a very high percentile, you know, 98th, 99th percentile of all matches. But that doesn't mean they had identical answers. So I think part of what makes like the marriage pact so great is like, we're not just like, oh my God, you like orange juice and J. Cole too. Wow, matches made in heaven. Like based off of actual compatibility research, the most current like psychology relationship, like all of this like cool, like love research. Just because you... Uh, both say, oh, I'm super spontaneous, I'm a seven on that, doesn't mean you'll get paired up because of that. For example, there's a question like, I am super spontaneous. We're not necessarily gonna match up a seven with a seven because if compatibility research shows that, oh, like a seven would work better with a three uh, to help balance each other out, that's what makes a good relationship. Not everyone got their perfect match, however. 
A disproportionate number of straight women filled out the survey, and there weren't enough men interested in women to give them all matches. The marriage pact emailed participants pleading for people to send their survey to their straight or bi male friends. But 166 heterosexual women ended up on the marriage pact waiting list. Across every single school, we've had this happen before. We don't exactly know why. Like, I have my very personal opinions on it, which is, like, I feel like guys are just scared of commitment or, like, if they, they're just, like, less likely to do work. Like, if they see they have to answer, like, a 52, like, questionnaire, like, they're not going to do it. But, yeah, like, there was just so much on Twitter. Dear people running the Northwestern Marriage Pact, if I could recruit men to fill out a marriage pact, I would not be filling out said marriage pact. That was a good one. And if your match never DM'd you or it just didn't work out, don't worry. There will be more opportunities to find your future spouse. Annie says the Marriage Pact has plans to return next year. Wow, the Marriage Pact really came to Northwestern at the right time. After so many of us spent two whole quarters away from campus, it was a lot of fun getting to know, or at the very least, know of, a new person. And so many students came out of it with some great stories. Oh, totally. We really wanted to hear as many people's marriage pack stories as possible. So we put out an anonymous confession form for students to share their experiences. At the start of this episode, you heard a few of those confessions read by some fellow daily reporters. Now, here are a few of the best responses. My match and I have spoken virtually every day since we got our results, and we are even taking a class together. It's totally platonic, and we even help each other navigate dating. I got a 100% match with someone, but I was in a relationship at the time. Fast forward a couple weeks, I'm now single, and we're working together. I can't help but laugh at the fact that we're a 100% marriage pact match with a strictly friend and business relationship. My boyfriend and I filled out the marriage pact because we were bored and thought it would be fun to see our results. We took the quiz separately and made sure to put that we were single so they would match us with other people. Yet, somehow this algorithm matched me with my actual boyfriend. Which is cute, but also made me really suspicious about whether it was actually an algorithm deciding these matches. The odds of us matching just seem so low. Or maybe we're just meant to be. I'm blushing! Those stories are too cute! (laughs) Maybe true love at NU is possible. While it sounds like some people did have some romantic tension with their matches, other people found platonic friendships. We spoke with Medill sophomore Layla Darwich about how the marriage pact may have not found her a future hubby, but instead brought her a great new friend. I think our match was like 99.99% like match or whatnot. So it was like very high. So I was like kind of a little bit concerned because I was like, I don't feel like I would like someone who is exactly like me. I feel like sometimes if you see someone who's like the exact same as you, like sometimes you like clash, like sometimes it just does not work. But quickly I realized it was kind of fun just because we were kind of the same level of like openness about like, oh, like this is a new person, but we're both like really willing to just like share things that like maybe like some people would feel uncomfortable like sharing right away. I remember we kind of sat through and like, dissected a lot of our answers like at least like the hot takes or whatnot I think like it was like similar range of answers we were both on like the same end of like the spectrum for most of the questions I think um I think that that's kind of like why we ended up matching do you guys talk often so we've talked like almost every day I think since we matched it's not just like hey what are you doing how are you like it's more just like Answer this really intense question for me, please. 
So why do you think you guys matched? Do you actually have a lot in common? It was kind of like weird. Like there are certain things that we had in common too that were just like so random. Like we both ran cross country in high school and were like runners, which was like weird. But there's just like other things too that I just was like, wow, that's like, this wasn't a question they asked about, but somehow we both have that in common. So maybe, maybe it does work to a certain extent. Hey, Jordan, did you participate in the marriage pact? Yeah, I did actually. Before they sent out the matches that night, they sent everyone their matches initials. And there was like panic on NU Twitter with everyone trying to find their match. And I got my initials MY and was like, huh, Y is like kind of unusual. And my friends were all sending their initials they got. And one of them had my initials. So we were kind of like, wait, did we match with each other? Because her name is Meher Yeda, And we found out an hour later that we actually did match. 99.99th percentile. We live together now. So we joke that we like maybe are going to get married one day. Oh, I remember the initials dropping. And you Twitter collectively lost its mind. There was so much anticipation once people knew the matches were about to drop. Everyone was trying to figure out who had who. Yeah, it was crazy. One of the best tweets I saw was like, everyone's first mistake was wanting to marry someone from this school. (laughs) Oh no, I saw one of my friends' matches tweet, not my marriage pact having Taylor Swift as his profile picture. Who cursed me? The marriage pact definitely made a huge splash in the Northwestern student body this fall quarter. But you might be wondering, if the Northwestern student didn't write the infamous algorithm, who did? Good thing we were able to sit down with one of the marriage pact's co-founders, Liam McGregor. Liam, why start a marriage pact for college students? There's this conventional wisdom that college is the best time in our lives to meet or find someone to marry. But... Unlike our grandparents, we don't go to college to find someone to marry. You, you know, like, like that is so far out of mind. At least it was for me. I was like, I'm never going to find someone in college. But I think that I, I had this feeling like in the back of my head that there was somebody, there was somebody who would be good enough, not like the perfect person to marry, but at least good enough. There's definitely someone from like my school who would, would be like a great person to perhaps spend the rest of my life with. Um, at least one. But, but, you know, at a place like Stanford or a place like Northwestern, right, where you have thousands and thousands and thousands of, of students, like what are the odds you're going to meet that person? Like I wonder if we could find that person. And how do you even go about starting something like the marriage pact? So it came out of this class called market design which is a field of economics, which is all about uh, ma- matching and auctions. Um, and basically, we, yeah, we knew that we wanted to do this sort of matching. But the way that it works in market design is they traditionally, as, a, as like a mechanism designer, you would have all the people who show up just rank their preferences. So you'd say like, oh, okay, well, I prefer you know, A to C to B. But the whole thesis of the marriage pact was that you don't know the person that is best for you. You might, but you might not know it's them. I don't know. Uh, and so basically we were sort of like, well, we can't just have everybody like rank all the other people on campus. <laughs> that doesn't work. And so basically we said, aha, but people can answer questions about themselves. And so basically, yeah, we developed a questionnaire um, about what matters for long-term relationships um, and yeah, basically combined uh, those and, and created an algorithm that could go on, you know, say, 
a first date on your behalf <laughs> or, or really sort of, you know, the, the topics that come up are like really not first date materials. So maybe, maybe like a, a, a fifth or a 10th date, like on your behalf and do it with everybody. When you first launched the marriage pact at Stanford, was it a hit? What we were really hoping was that like more than 15 people would sign up. Yeah. I mean, if you look at something like Tinder, for example, only one to 2% of matches actually meet up in person, but pre pandemic at Stanford, 30% of all matches met up in person, which is like, kind of crazy. And uh, we have actually uh, a, a couple hundred people who are uh, from previous years, like not even the 2020 marriage packs, but like previous years of marriage packs who are still dating. We've heard some crazy stories about marriage packed matches here at Northwestern. What's the craziest match you've heard of? One of the first years we did it, we matched a number of like sibling pairs. <laughs> And so, yeah, just as, um, you know, I felt so bad. I felt so bad for them. But also inside, we were sort of like, it works. <laughs> like, because in terms of, like, who's going to be compatible with you along, like, lifelong perspectives and values. Yeah, I mean, that's not even the craziest story, though, which is funny. Actually, out of Northwestern, somebody emailed us because they matched with the twin sister of the girl they had previously been hooking up with. You know, we were, we were dying when we got that email. And, and we, we were like, did you, like, are you okay? <laughs> are you alive? Did you make it? But no, I mean, uh, shout out to, to that guy um, if he's listening. Or to any of the girls involved, I feel so sorry for you. What a weird situation. We hope it worked out okay. <laughs> Liam, as the co-founder of The Marriage Pact, you're uniquely qualified to answer this question. What makes two people compatible? I think it does come down to values, you know, in some way. Um, and, and the things that you hold near and dear. Because, look, you, your interests change. And your interests aren't even, like, a good metric by which to evaluate relationships. Because I have plenty of friends who like different music than I like, right? And, and my girlfriend loves the Jonas Brothers. And I didn't really listen to the Jonas Brothers before, before this. But, like... I think we're, you know, we're still great together. Uh, and so if we had like tried to select each other based on what bands we listened to, we, would, we never would have found each other. And so I think it does sort of come, back, come, come down to some of these, some of these deeper things uh, that speak more deeply to who we are as people and, and, and what we value and, and, uh, and perhaps the things that will change less over time. Do you really think people can find love through the marriage pact? Yeah, I, I think ultimately uh, the matches turned out pretty well. And so, yeah, were we hoping that like something might work out? Y yes. And actually, I'm still hoping for like an invite to a wedding at some point. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Madison Smith. Thanks for listening to another episode of NUD Classified. This episode was reported and produced by me and Jordan Manji. Our anonymous marriage pack submissions were read by Alex Chun, Molly Lubers, Jacob O'Hara, Ben Rosenberg, Maya Spoto, Emma Yarger, and Mayher Yeda. The audio editor of The Daily Northwestern is Alex Chun. The digital managing editors are Molly Lubers and Olivia Yarvis, and the editor-in-chief is Sneha Day.